Hello, my loves. I am reading this new piece I wrote called Veganism and Vegetarianism are Forms of Disordered Eating. Not to be inflammatory or anything. (laughs) And this is under the subheading of Nourishment. There is definitely a lot of nuance and bioindividuality when it comes to how much and how frequently a body needs to eat properly raised animal products. There can be quite a lot of variation from person to person and even throughout different seasons of the same person's life. However, eating nose to tail, e.g. eating muscle meats, but also organ meats, bone marrow, cuts of meat that include bones, cartilage, etc., will always be what humans evolved eating and therefore the most appropriate diet for a thriving, healthy human body, mind, and spirit. I believe eating in a way that goes against our evolutionary biology because of an intellectual ideal can definitely be defined as an eating disorder. Here are the two most common arguments I get when I make this statement about veganism and vegetarianism being eating disorders. One, but I see people who are vegetarian and vegan who look healthy and have healthy babies. Two, I just don't want to contribute to the suffering of animals or put their suffering into my body. I think when we see someone who is vegan, vegetarian, thriving, there are two pieces going on here. One, they are not actually healthy at all. It's just you don't see them often enough or aren't close enough to them to see or hear about their health issues. Just because someone looks healthy definitely doesn't mean they are. We as a society are unhealthy. So many people believe that it's just the normal aging process to experience things like thyroid issues, mental health decline, autoimmunity, have your hair falling out, sleep poorly, feeling exhausted, premature aging of skin or having hair thin out and stop growing, etc. These things may be common, but they are not normal. Being thin and looking healthy definitely does not make you healthy. It's also very rare these days that I see fully healthy babies or children. If a child has food sensitivities, dental issues, ADHD, ADD, sensory problem, doesn't sleep well, is constantly getting sick, they are not what I would define as a healthy child, no matter what the child may look like. And yes, I would bet on vegans and vegetarians, I would bet that vegans and vegetarians' health issues Sorry, I think I need to rewrite this sentence here. Okay. And yes, I would bet on vegans and vegetarians' health issues exacerbating greatly the older they get. The depletion will become more and more obvious. Two, if a vegan and vegetarian, if vegan and vegetarian people really do seem to be thriving, I would say that these people may have a generational surplus, meaning their grandmothers and great-grandmothers were exceptionally well-fed from ancestral foods, and they are benefiting from that mitochondrial inheritance. If they continue eating a vegan vegetarian diet, they will not pass down their mitochondrial health to their children. The next generation will see more things like airway issues, food sensitivities, more injuries, getting sick more often, hormonal imbalances, autism, mental illness, etc. If there's anything I want to drive home, it is your health status is not only coming from your choices, but the choices of your mother and her mother, and on and on in the mother line. Our matter is quite literally built from another woman's body. 
Feeling yourself and being well-nourished, feeding yourself and being well-nourished is a responsibility to the legacy you create through your body. This is also, there's also so much more that goes into healthy mitochondria and cellular metabolism than food. Light exposure, non-native EMF exposure, connection to Earth's electromagnetic fields, and just the frequency slash emotional slash mental state of the people and environments we hang out with and in can greatly affect our cellular health. It's possible to say that if someone were really tapped in and tuned into good light hygiene, electromagnetic fields, surrounded themselves with healthy people and healthy environment intended to their frequency, and they somehow still wanted to be a vegetarian, this does not apply to veganism as you cannot thrive without at least some animal products, and they put the significant work into getting all the essential protein and nutrients they needed on a daily basis, they may be able to avoid depletion, but it would require so much more effort than simply eating properly raised animals. The second argument I receive, the I don't want to eat suffering argument, is actually another reason why I say vegan and vegetarianism are eating disorders. To say animals, to say eating animals is synonymous with, suff- with the suffering of animals is immature and ignorant to the actual ways of nature. It is a fantasy and denial of death, and to live in fantasy and denial of death will never lead to a fully integrated, mature, fulfilled life. I say vegetarianism and veganism are eating disorders because across the board, I see people who eat this way are disembodied and in denial of death, which is part of life. So it's also affecting them on a frequency level. Nature is not devoid of pain and suffering. Have you seen nature videos of lions hunting gazelles? Have you seen eagles grabbing fish out of the water? When we deny the existence of pain or death in our lives, we are not doing ourselves any favor. Favors. We ultimately cause ourselves more suffering because we are not capable of meeting our inevitable pain with acceptance, but instead we fight it and want it to go away. As an example, we have the situation where more and more people want to be vegan, so we are growing more and more monocrops like soy. The sheer number of small rodents and insects that are killed because of the habitat destruction caused by new fields, caused by new field creation and spraying pesticides on those fields actually creates more bloodshed from a quote-unquote vegan diet than just killing a cow raised on pasture would. The idea that you could not eat meat and therefore cull some of the suffering of animals is simply immature and ignorant. It's a denial of the animal body and the greater whole that we are all part of, the whole that requires birth and death. Factory farming and pumping animals full of hormones and keeping them in tiny cages is definitely creating undue suffering. I do not condone nor support factory farming in any way, shape, or form. I am constantly espousing the use of properly raised animal products and sharing about the lengths I go to procure and use products only from properly raised animals. I only eat and use products from animals that have good, happy, and healthy lives. Eating unhealthy animals is not healthy, and I will never claim that it is. The whole system has to be healthy. That is what it means to honor life and death. But a cow having a beautiful life on a pasture and then killing it in a fast and humane way, thanking the animal and eating the entire animal, bones, organs, and all, that is a beautifully reverent practice and in accordance with nature herself. Death is required for life to continue living. 
death and life are two sides of the same coin. This idea that I don't want the suffering in my body so I won't eat meat is disembodied and simply unrealistic. It's immature, a little girl's fantasy, a slice of the rainbows and unicorns denial of the darkness pie of new age spirituality, a version of the purity-based, masculinized, transcendent idea that the body itself and its animal needs are dirty and distasteful. It's the product of a society that doesn't raise, butcher, hunt, grow, process their own food and meat. It's the product of a society that doesn't value the earthy, dirty, bloody messiness that is birth itself. It's the product of a society that doesn't value humanity, actually. It's the shit and piss and pus side of the human experience. My practice is to honor it all, the light and the dark, because I am it all, and it is all happening through me. And to deny any of it would be to deny myself my own humanity. And I believe this acceptance of the two sides of nature is what is required for a healthy, thriving body, mind, and soul. I am currently holding connection calls for my flagship program, FED, a six-month journey into deep feminine nourishment. If this piece of writing calls you, and that could mean it makes you deeply uncomfortable, but undeniably intrigued, send me a message. I am here ready to serve the part of you that feels the call to this work. Thank you very much all, and uh, I will see you next time. I will be with you next time.